just after we talk about what's going on with Rogers and Shaw, specifically Rogers being in the news after that massive outage where cell phones went down for 24 hours. This morning, Rogers reported a 3% increase in first quarter profits. Total revenue at Rogers, just give you a sense of the kind of money we're talking about here, the total revenue for Rogers was $3.5 billion, and $2 billion of that comes from the wireless business, which is one of Canada's three national networks, operates the Rogers, Fido, and Chatter brands. Now, as you know, Rogers is seeking to take over Shaw, and by uh, way of disclosure, the Shaw family uh, has a controlling interest in Chorus, which is the owner of this radio station. I'll leave that to the side, but let's talk more about what all of this means for the proposed merger, $20 billion plus merger that has now before a number of government agencies which are trying to determine whether or not this is a good deal for Canada and for Canadians. And many people believe that it will be allowed to go through, that it won't be, there will be no way to stop it. However, it might come with some conditions. Let's talk more about what it might mean for you with my next guest, Vass Bednar, who is Executive Director of the Public Policy Program at McMaster University. Welcome, Vass. Do you believe that the merger is going to go through? It's just that's just a fait accompli. I do believe that under uh, competition policy, under the kind of the law that we have, yes, it'll go through because of our Canadians' relentless emphasis on promoting economic efficiency, even at the cost of consumers and competitiveness. If anything, kind of really leads to meaningful changes in the proposed merger or, you know, would would motivate the parties to walk away. I actually think there's an interesting space for public opinion and consumer dissent here that we haven't really seen before, to my mind, when it comes to proposed mergers. But this seems to have really ignited people's, mm, I'll say broader interest in competition policy, not necessarily fascination with the the detailed mechanics and uh, not not inviting anyone to the to the weeds unwillingly, but I think it's causing a lot of people to sort of just be like, hey, you know, we already kind of have an oligopoly here. How does this make sense, and how does this help me? Yeah, I, you, boy, you're reading my mail here because this <laughs> yeah. done precisely this for me. To, to, I've had a number of guests on to talk about competition policy and to get right down into the weeds on it. Okay, great. Uh, so I, I, I'm right. I'm right here. Uh, let, let's let's start with the um, the thing that came out from the CRTC, which I just thought was kind of really interesting, where the CRTC actually ruled that wireless prices are higher in Canada than in similar international markets, because the big three consistently push back against that, or they'll say, oh, it, it, you know, it's we pay more in Canada because uh, geographical reasons or whatever else. This was the CRTC finally saying, yeah, yeah, we pay more. Yeah, I think that's been, I think that's been, it's an, it's an important articulation, but I also do see their point in terms of, you know, the investments we have to make in Canada, truly by virtue of our geography, I think mean have led to these market failures as well, both in terms of price, um, but also in terms of places that are woefully underserved. 
Um, and that, to my mind, is a function of the structure of the market where as we've kind of evolved telecommunications policy, we still permit actors to compete both on, on facilities, on the wires themselves, and the services that are layered on top. Um, so maybe that, that has a factor there. I didn't uh, read the decision from the CRTC, so I want I wanted mm-hmm. to disclose that there. Um, but I think it all builds up to, you know, what you're pointing to as well, this kind of moment, I think, a bit of a, a reckoning that's a little bit overdue in Canada in terms of modernizing competition policy um, so that it more closely reflects our best interests and also is just, you know, suitable for a digital age. We had uh, Professor Ambrose um, Chandra, if I believe that's his last name. I mean, excuse okay. me if I get that wrong. Uh, and basically what he told me was that, you know, obviously there are reasons why we don't have foreign actors in telecom. You know, mm-hmm. there are security reasons for that. But in terms of competition, as Canadians, if we are going to say, okay, we're going to close this off, we're not going to allow foreign uh, investment in this space, then just as Canadians, we just have to then ex- accept that, well, that then comes with less, you know, less service and higher prices. I mean, that's some of it. You, you pointed to the, to the flanker brands, right? And I think people are also starting to realize that there's not as much competition as it even appears in the tele- telecommunications space in Canada. But you're right, because we, and we're, we're not closed off to, we're not entirely closed off to, to foreign actors. It is possible for foreign tele- telecoms of a certain size to come into Canada and compete, but they choose not to. Um, I can't speak for those firms, but I imagine that it's um, there's some kind of calculus there where it's not quite worth their while. And probably that's not just related to geography, but could have a, a population dimension as well. Um, but at the same time, you know, we've grown, we've grown comfortable, if not complacent, with co- comically low levels of competition in Canada. Hmm. And I think part of that I don't want to say it's in our DNA, but, you know, part of putting that in a historical context is just we kind of privileged uh, growth for international competition. This is a little separate from telecom over um, competition within Canada. And I think that's starting to show and starting to concern people as well and just kind of giving us pause, which is another reason that it's worth giving giving a little second look, a little refresh, a little spring cleaning to the Competition Act, to my mind. Could you just expand on that, what you, what you mean there in terms of that, that change of thinking? The change of thinking? Well, I think, I think, you know, we pointed to the overemphasis on efficiency, right? The efficiency defense kind of trumps all, and I think that's, that's going to be what allows Shaw Rogers to go forward. And I think there's general agreement there. Um, but in terms of broadening the, the scope and evolving the kind of attitude of competition policy, you know, there's a lot of uh, firms that compete uh, because they're digital. They're competing not, not just on price or if they're competing at price at all. We're kind of competing on uh, data. We're competing on privacy now. And our competition act couldn't comprehend that because it was hasn't been updated for 20 years, so it's fallen a little bit out of date. And we also have um, 
a threshold, specific thresholds for merger reviews. Now, legislators can't review every single business merger. That would be a little bit ridiculous. Um, but that threshold is somewhat arbitrary and not well rationalized. So, you know, if you have a startup, a popular startup that's just scooping up, you know, nascent competitors when they're in their, you know, what's referred to as the kill zone or between kind of a series A, series B, is that anti-competitive behavior? Um, how, how would that be reflected in our legislation, if at all? And if our legislation is silent, then we've, I think we're implicitly permitting that kind of behavior, or we're just creating a gray zone that is not helpful to anyone. It is, um, it, it has such real world impacts in terms of, you know, what we pay, uh, mm -hmm. service we get, and yeah, I know it is Later. down in the weeds, but it is it's yeah. so important. Vast, we got to leave it there. Thank you so much. Okay. That's uh, Vast Bednar, who is uh, the executive director of public policy program at McMaster. Appreciate you being on. Talk to you later. Bye.